Hello and welcome to Unrequested with Rad and Shank. I'm Rad. This Shank. And uh, Shank, first we want to apologize. <laughs> I don't know how to segue into that. I don't we know are why. all discombobulated we are, right We are now. struggling to get started today, guys. Somebody, I feel like, now I don't believe in ghosts, <sighs> but we've had that conversation, right? But somebody was up in here messing with my our equipment. Yeah. yeah? Or, or I am like, I don't, I don't know, know man. not remembering, but like our... Our equalizer, our, our knobs were all off. Your, yeah. your microphone was completely like a turned around. Like turned around, and I think, you know? huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Genesis it had to have been a ghost. I no mean, one else then, would have been in there. Okay, so if it's not what somebody came into the office and just started messing with, ah, turned the yeah. microphone around like, yeah, oh, that's right, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't never gonna know. <laughs> Jane got smacked in the eye with her headset. Yeah. I know, yeah. I didn't. Do oh, that. the camera. So, Oh no no that's for later. That's for later. Okay. So, so let's all let's all take a breath and let's let's get let's get sync let's get dialed into what we're doing here. Okay, Brownie got an See? attitude. <laughs> Where's Brownie? Oh, Ness, he's over there. This is just sitting over there laughing Aww. at us like these old people. Man, yeah. can't even get it together. Um, let's let's take a breath. Ready collectively. <sighs> all right, let's dial into what we're doing here, okay? And what? And I think it's because again we had to take a week off, yeah, uh, because last week was your birthday, yeah, yeah. So happy! Well, I said happy, happy birthday belated. on your birthday, yeah. but happy belated birthday! Yeah. And we celebrated last night. Thank yeah, you, man. Little, little no, murder last mystery. Last week was Easter. His birthday was oh, Friday. Oh yeah, well, it was, it was his Easter. birthday weekend. Oh okay, but you know okay. it was and it was Easter. <laughs> it was Easter. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I just remember you te- texting and saying, "Hey, you know, enjoy your birthday weekend." But you're right; it was Easter. Yeah, um, it was a lot going on. Speaking of birthday, yeah, do you, you don't have to say how old you are. Do you want to say how old you are? Uh, or you just say, "I'm in my." I'm ease. no, I'm 36. Okay, okay, yeah. 36. So 36, man. Talk about it. What's 36? What's 36 feel like? What's what's 36 oh, look man. like? 36 is like well for me I am a I'm 100% dad like round. Like I'm a dad. <laughs> I think everybody realizes hey, that I know am something? in dad mode. I'm looking forward to the the throwback fresh prince dad outfit that you wore last summer cuz it's getting warm out. Jennifer, do you remember that outfit? He had like those Running shorts, but he had like a tank top tucked into it. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> what, are they, what are you talking about? Bro, you came in the last summer and you had that them shorts on and you had a shirt tucked into it. And I was like, why do you look like someone's dad? Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said he looked like it the was fresh just so comfortable. <laughs> I was so comfortable. I'm like, this is comfortable for me. <laughs> I, I even said, hey, uh, we're going to start being on camera. Do you want to change? Do you want to dress up? You're like, no. <laughs> like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> no, man. No, but shoot, 36 now is like, I'm waking up early around 6 30 in the morning drinking straight up black coffee mm-hmm. um you know still building on a career um i'm reading books mm-hmm. a lot of books now yeah I'm, you, I'm well, you've been books. at that for a couple years now mm-hmm. it's like year three i got great or no year two i'm into books i finally finished a book this What'd week you finish? this week uh it's called a. Uh, I don't remember it's right there uh, <laughs> How oh, the one top? Fight the one on the on the second one. Oh, the second uh, one. I think it's fighting for what is that? Fighting for success. Oh. Actually, and I'm going to interview the author on my YouTube channel. But it's about a um, a Dr. Lynn Miller. Yeah. Um, 
a British citizen. She went moved to Thailand and opened a Muay Thai gym. Oh, yeah, man. And so she's using the proceeds to help, uh, pay, you know, uh, pay her staff during COVID. They lost so much money, and it's already a struggling economy already. Oh, this is after COVID. Like this during, is in so the, during she wrote COVID. It, like after 2020, and it was in the heart of COVID, like 2021. And so she released oh. it as a way to make money to to take care of these families that she's responsible for. Um, but she owns a gym out there. Assumably, anyway, it's it's a great read. Oh. Um, me being a Muay Thai gym school owner here in the states, and also having trained in Thailand, and just a foreigner owning a, a school out there, and someone who's not even like really training Muay Thai. It's just mm-hmm. an amazing read, and she's so educated, and she really opens your mind to the culture of Muay Thai and the differences. Yeah. Um, and so I can't wait to get to talk to her. I mean, we've we've messaged on Facebook, and um, but yeah, anyway, that yeah. took me months. Oh my gosh. Um, I am very uh, disappointed in that. Uh, My reading is just, I don't read slow or anything. I just don't read enough. Oh. How often are you finishing a book nowadays? Um, I mean, I can knock one back in. I mean, with everything going on, three weeks. That's really good. And and you're, you're to the point where you're reading so many books. You've, you're rereading books. Nah, I don't like to reread. Oh, I thought you said uh, a couple episodes ago you were rereading a uh, book that you had read already. Uh, you talking about four dis? I know you're talking about forty yeah. X. I don't yeah. reread, but I, I'll like revisit a oh, book got it. and revisit. And, yeah, skim and through it. Skim through it. Got it. I do that quite a bit, but no, nah, I don't. I don't go back. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah. That's, that's a painful chapter. to me. That's yeah. yeah, I'm gonna reread. I can rewatch a movie. I'll revisit a book. I'll like, oh, what was that one thing? And I'll yeah. flip through. But... I'll rewatch a movie and revisit a yeah. book. Yeah, but I'm actually I'm pausing right now on all my readings because okay. I'm preparing for my uh, exam in HR to get certified. So, oh, new certification. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which one now? It's just a Sherm. It's called Sherm CP. Okay, and it's I'm just, sorry. just I heard I heard for Sherm CP Sherm. You were certified in that Sherm, uh, but it stands for what is it? Society Human Resource Management, and then oh, okay. hyphen, and then just certified professional. Man, just just again, continuously stacking yeah, skills. Yeah, man. Skills. So so career building, stacking yeah. skills. Yeah. Uh, husband, father. Oh man. Yeah. So you're on that grown man. I'm shit. on that grown man stuff. Well, man. that too. Talking about grown man stuff. Mm-hmm. Even your um. Your alcohol, we were talking about like Ooh. how I, I was all excited because the only thing I remember you drinking is bourbon. Yeah. You mentioning bourbon because uh, you don't really drink. No. So I, I was excited to bring you like a really nice bottle of bourbon. And I got there and you were like, why is everyone bringing me whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> you had all these <laughs> bottles of bourbon and whiskey. Dude, um, I just, loved it. I thought you all coordinated can, can with we just, each other. No, man. I, I think That's that it's wild. hard to shop. I mean, you're not hard to shop for. I think you're very easy to, you're yeah. a very happy and grateful person. So anything will make you happy. But as an adult, and then this is me being older than you. And it's like when you show up at a certain time and it's a party, like you bring someone a bottle mm-hmm. of like what they like and you don't drink. The only thing you've ever mentioned to me is I remember you started drinking old fashions mm. and I laughed. I was like that. I was like that old man drink. Like yeah. he drank, he drank an old <laughs> to Jennifer. I was like, that's the only thing I know he drank. So yeah. can we stop and get some bourbon? Um, yeah. That said, can we talk about <coughs> the strangest bottle of bourbon that I saw last night that was mm. at your house? Do you, do you remember what it was called? Oh, I know what it's Jennifer, called. did you hear the name of that, that weird bourbon, that bottle of bourbon that we were laughing about all night? No. Okay, so Aww. so I, I bought you a bottle of Four Roses that uh-huh. was that was highly rated, right? And it's yeah. not the it's not super expensive, but it's not cheap. It's like oh, that middle yeah. ground. But when I Googled it, they said that's the top ranked one for like old fashions. Oh, okay. 
So I'm excited for you to try it. Yeah. Um, but they had already there was already a bottle that was open, uh-huh. right? And do you, what was it called? Chicken cock. <laughs> How did I miss that? I was laughing so hard because uh, I thought people were messing with me, and you guys kept saying chicken. No cock. man, she's putting that chicken cock in that in the drink, and I was yeah. like, "What?" And I saw the bottle. Yeah, and I said, "Oh man!" When you're naming your whiskey or your bourbon, you're like, "Man, it's a strong like chicken cock." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You and know? it's like that much left. Like so that, that was no, a party they, they favorite ran last that night. Bottle. I couldn't do it, man. Yeah, I had, I had a, a half of a shot, so, uh, you know, pour. Yeah, and you were trying to teach me how to sip it. Mm-hmm. And I had two sips of that, and I switched to Japanese whiskey. Yep. And that one was even stronger, shocking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that Four Roses I got you, that's 90 proof. I know. So you're going to have to. Oh, I'm going to just pour it in the shot glass and just up. and You're not going to put on it. ice? No. No. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no. a, So you weren't the only one. There was a couple other whiskey drinkers at your house last night. And I'm like, yeah. first I get the jokes like, hey, I didn't see any Angry Orchard Rad. And I was like, no, I'm drinking <laughs> Blue Moon tonight. So I said uh, I decided I was going to drink like a like an adult. Yeah. Well, all adults drink. Yeah. I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think to your point. Uh, break down what you were explaining to me about the lizard brain thing because you hit it on the head. You were like, I said, Shank, how am I supposed to do this? So you told me to sniff it. Yeah. Right. And then breathe in. Right. And um, if I remember correctly, you're supposed to put it on the back of your tongue. But then you guys were telling me swish it around. But I couldn't even imagine doing that because I yeah. couldn't keep it in my mouth. Right? Oh, so I man. swallowed it real fast. And it just made me shake. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, yeah, that's your lizard brain because it thinks it's mm-hmm. being poisoned. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, that makes sense. Now we'll say after I got over that, a couple more sips, I was like, okay, I see what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. And I said, or I'm just getting drunk. Oh, no, because it, it, <laughs> your lizard brain, like it, the defense mechanism turns off. Okay. And then it starts to mm-hmm. recognize, oh, okay, we're doing this, and yeah. this is actually okay. And then it becomes a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. You can start to taste the flavors yeah. and all that. Like tea, they stayed back for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I went went upstairs, and I got my Law's whiskey. Just Ooh. those little shooters. Okay. And there's one that's like re- wheat, rye, um, four grain, and malt. Okay. And, it, man. And so I, I did the same thing with tea. I just, hey, man, this is how you drink it. And you know what's so funny? Mm. He was able to actually catch, like, the flavor profiles. Really? One, one whiskey pour, he said it tasted like peppermint, and it also tasted very peppery. Like, there was, like, huh. a... a um, a spice to it. And then another malt I poured to him, mm-hmm. he clearly tasted the brown sugar. Okay. But like when you acclimate your mouth by just sipping it first, you know, then yeah, yeah you're going to wig out. It's going to taste like alcohol. Right. But that's the purpose is to let your lizard, lizard brain know like, hey, no, nah, we're good. I just here's more to let you know <laughs> we're about to do this. Right. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It's, it's, that's you talk about, you know, you're in your 30s now. Like, that is that is grown man stuff right now. Listen man, to us. Man. I have We're an appreciation about, for yeah, it, man. Talking about, like, good bourbons and whiskey. Like, like maybe that's where you've grown up. I'm still, like, drinking Angry Orchard and Rum Punch and Mojitos <laughs> and Peach Crown. Uh, like, give me the, twists the, yeah, the, give the twisters. Me the, the, the fruitiest thing you can, you can concoct. <laughs> you know? Like, you drink like my dad, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> My dad's like, he goes, he's like, 
ice and a little calamansi. Do you know, do you know what a calamansi is? No, no. Calamansi is like a sweet lime. Oh, okay. Right from the Philippines. It looks like a little, like a weird grape. Yeah, But it's yeah, a lime, yeah. and you, you man, those, oh, I miss calamansis. Oh. So he would just, you mix, you know, whatever, whatever whiskey you're having, or sometimes he put a little Coke or something in yeah. there. But, you know, you slice the calamansi, a little calamansi in there, ice. And you're good. Yeah, man. By the way, dinner last night was amazing. So, yeah. audience, we had, mm-hmm. we had to, my wife planned the whole thing out. Thank you, babe. She planned out chicken and waffles and pancakes, mm-hmm. and we had a fruit spread, a veggie spread. Yep. Those grapes were banging. Dude, oh why out of gosh. everything we ate last night, the grapes. I whispered to man, you. Do you remember when Jennifer, awesome. what did Jennifer yeah, say to me? I, I can eat these grapes all day. Yeah, yeah. She said something to me about eating the grapes, and I was like, what you talking Man, I'm going to eat these grapes. Yeah. Eat these. And then Shake was like, no, Jen, those grapes are bomb. Because <laughs> like, I, like, I was supposed to be solving this mystery. I'm just standing there. Jennifer's talking to me, and I, I'm not even paying attention. I'm just like smashing and these you, grapes. And you even said, you were like, oh. I know, because oh. you were like, bro, these grapes are good. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to try a grape. Mm-hmm. Damn, these grapes these are good. <laughs> oh, it yeah. must be grape season. It must be, It must man. be. Yeah. And um, I will say the chicken and waffles, like I've had chicken and waffles before, you know, many times. Yeah. I never, I you know, I'm not a, uh, what is it, salty, sweet person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, either give it to me salty or sweet, right? Um, sometimes you get those mixes and they're good. And I've done the chicken and waffles thing, and it's always fun. You know, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, when Angie was, there was all the hot sauce on the counter, remember? And I was mm-hmm. like, do you put the hot sauce on the chicken? She's like, yeah, you don't do that. I said, no, I've never, I've always done the syrup on the chicken and waffles. I never did hot sauce. Yeah. And then you and Angie were both like, no, man, it's, it's good. Hot Try. sauce and syrup. So then I was scared because mm-hmm. I, then you were like, no, put it on the chicken, but it got on my waffle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, did I ruin it? <laughs> and, um, oh, man. I got to say. It's good. Now, I think you got to be careful what kind of hot sauce you use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that Texas Pete? That was Tabasco. Taba- that was Tabasco. Okay. That was Tabasco. Now, you can't go wrong with Tabasco. And then we had Red Hot. Red Hot. That my second plate, I, think I did Red Hot. I think Louisiana hot. Mm-hmm. Man, look, if you're doing fried chicken, it's Louisiana hot. Mm-hmm. You're not... Like, what gets weird is when you start getting them... I love Mexican hot sauces. Mm-hmm. I love Cholula. I love Valentina. I love, uh, you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Tapatio. But there's... Those, you don't... You don't put that on fried chicken, if you ask me. When it comes to fried chicken, it's Tabasco mm. or like Louisiana hot sauce, yeah. which Red Hot gets a pass. It could it could be like Louisiana hot mm-hmm. sauce. And Red Hot gets a pass because it's the wing flavor. Yeah. Right? It's the hot wing flavor. Yep. But what do you think about that? Do you, you know? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do. I can't do the. I mean, I really? can. I, if I have to, if it's what I have. So, But I grew up in the South. Well, I didn't yeah. Grow up in the South, but I'm from the South. And when it comes to fried chicken, right? Fried chicken yeah. and hot sauce. It's got to be that Louisiana, because because Louisiana Tabasco. Do you, what do all those what do those have in common? Do you know? I mean, they have a very um, what's the flavor profile? It's like a vinegar. That's it. It's a very exactly. vinegary taste. It's got a vinegary taste. That's just the taste that goes with the fried chicken. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. What do you think about that? I'm I can go either way. I just got hip to to Tabasco in Louisiana. I actually wasn't into really? it for a while. Oh. I was a red hot guy for the longest because I didn't like the the vinegary yeah. taste that it kicked it, it's, out. It's watery and the and you taste the peppers more. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know what red hot has in it, but it's a little thicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a little thicker, but it's I a think thicker. They, they mask the hotness a little bit. Tabasco, and, man, that stuff will hit. Oh yeah, and red mm-hmm. hot's more of like it'll give you a spice, but it, uh, salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's I'd say red hot's more flavor. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas mm-hmm. hot Louisiana hot sauce and Tabasco are hot sauce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we went from your birthday <laughs> to some <laughs> chicken and right. waffles. Because that's what we do, man. Yeah. So, okay, you're in your 30s. In my 30s. We'll say. Reading. 30 something. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. You're reading. Reading. Chicken, bourbon. Uh, grown man drinks. Grown man. I'm a I'm a husband, so it's a lot of dying of myself lately and <laughs> not lately, all the uh-huh, time. Uh-huh. Just so that, um, but no, man, I think it's been good though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love this side of, of my life. I told Angie this morning, I was like, man, I'll be blessed to see a hundred if I can. Do you see, I want to, I want to be around. For do you a see your bit. life in uh, years or decades? I see it in years. Okay. So you, you could look back at 34 and say, I see what was, what the difference between 34 and 36. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I, I think maybe because I've. And I'm, I could probably do decades. I could probably see, go back I was and say, forth. I do decades. Yeah. I see it in decades. I see yeah. my 20s. I see my 30s. I see my 40s. Oh, I and, see you, my and you summate it up. Like you yes. summate it up to that. Yeah. I, obviously, a decade is a, that's, that's a period. That's mm-hmm. a good period of time to like mm-hmm. be like, I was this way this whole decade. No, mm-hmm. but, but you can, yeah, exactly. It's a summation. You can kind of mm-hmm. go, well, here's what I experienced in my 20s, mm-hmm. right? What do you think, Jennifer? Do you, do you do, could you do years or do you look at it in decades? When I look back? Yeah. I look back on, um, like, seasons. Mm-hmm. So I don't oh. look at my 20s or my 30s. I look back and think of when I first got married, when I first had a baby, Oh, oh they were so you look up. at the seasons. Yeah. That makes sense. Like milestones. Yeah. 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 Life-changing okay. events type yeah. situations where okay. you have to go update your benefit plan. <laughs> yeah. Is that is, is that accurate? Yeah. 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 You know, I, think, <laughs> I think that Add one I look at uh, decades because I look at decades as far as like eras too. Yeah. 80s, 90s, 2000s. Because where I'm, where when I was born, where Jennifer and I were born, we're so close to a decade that our lives, I live my life, my, my decades as far as my you know, teens, 20s, mm-hmm. they're within specific decades, mm-hmm. right? Grew up, I was a child in the 80s, teenager in the 90s, you know, um, 20s was in 2000s, 30s yeah. was in 2010s, now I'm in my 40s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I'm able to tie directly to those decades. Like I love looking back when they say 2000s and, and you find a playlist and you're like, oh, I remember all these songs or... And I, I look at, I love music because that's like the soundtrack to your life. You hear yeah. the songs and you remember where you were mm-hmm. in those moments when that song was big or whatever. Um, so yeah, when I look back at growth or regression, whatever, whatever reflections you're having, I look at it in decades, mm-hmm. you know? Now that you're 36 and you say you look at it by years, let's try the decades thing. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go teens to 20s to now. Right? So you're more of an adult now. You're more you're settled in as a family man, a husband, a father, right? Mm. Um like teens, did you see this path? Mm. And did you see it earlier or did you think it'd take longer to get to where you are? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I did see this path. I've always wanted to be here, okay. like have a wife and a child and living in a home, yeah. and taking care of things. Okay. But I didn't see it being this quick okay so you even though i'm still i'm technically like behind if you think about it if i were to can you know can connect my experience with my peers like they're that are of my age like they've had kids in their 20s i was gonna say uh, you think i would i was shocked by your first answer because i was like no man you're not 
you you thought it was going to take longer? Like you'd be forty when you got to this point? I thought, like, no, I think maybe you, I not think kid, but maybe yeah. career and and like maturity and thought and mm-hmm. the ability to like manage my own finances and you know uh-huh. take care of a child, like raise a human being. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, like all of those qualities of those type of skill sets was like forties and fifties. Oh wow! Yeah. See, I saw that maybe when I was, late thirties. Yeah, I was gonna say when I saw that, I thought, but I don't know. Our generation was coming right after the boomers, where it was like you were doing that stuff in your twenties. Oh, you know, like like see in the twenties, I was trying to. I would say between eighteen and twenty eight, mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah, and just trying to just get through schoolings. Mm-hmm. Just that was my that that I would say that period was really just a focus period for me. Mm-hmm. I was working, getting degrees, wanted to get into HR. Mm-hmm. I had a mission at hand and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to deviate at all. Right. And then, and then I would say between 28 and 38 right now, like this, that this part of my life has really been, um, focused on career building, yeah. focusing on me on my spiritual walk, mm-hmm. um, family, all of that. You know, it's so interesting. It's like, and this is, and this is not saying anything about you or the generations in general, but yeah. it's a good uh, look at generation X versus like a millennial. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're about 10 years uh, uh, different in what we see. I, what you were saying, you didn't see till forties. Mm-hmm. I always thought if you didn't have that by your thirties, you were behind mm. house, marriage, kids. Like if you weren't living that way by 30, you were really behind. Okay. And that's because we came, again, we came right after the boomers where our parents had us all in the 20s. And by the time we had memories, like we're- So it's like it's pushing up. Yeah, it's further, further down. And I remember way back when I was turning 30, I was freaking out and I was like, man, and I I remember talking to a a friend at work and I was stressed out about turning 30 and I didn't know why. I was like, mortality was sinking in. I was just like, (laughs) I started to feel like I hadn't, like when I was turning 40, I was excited about turning 40, Yeah, but I was scared to turn 30. And I think it's because at that time, again, it was in my mind, like, I'm not where I think I'm supposed to be at 30. And then Mm. the person at the point, they're like, no, Rad, you have two kids. You own your own home. You have a career. You make a good salary. Like, who's doing that in their 20s? And I was like. Oh, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I I remember I was like 27. I wasn't even close to being 30, but I was going to be 30. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So then that helped level me out. But then I remember reading up on all of it where the millennials were coming behind us and they were like, no, millennials aren't, they're not even settling in or getting married until they're in their 30s. And then they're not having kids till their late 30s. And they're not even getting their family started till almost 40. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yes, exactly. In my head. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, for us, because our parents got started in their 20s, it was like, uh-huh. you graduated, here's the path, have your kids, get married, and your life is on. And you're like, off. You're on. Yeah. Yep. And so for us, it was like, oh my God, you got to have all that going by 30. And now yeah. for millennials, it's, you got to have all that by 40. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because now millennials are spending this this decade of like, like when you said, I, I was just going to spend 18 to 28 to f- figure it out. I was like, Dang, man, I gave myself like 18 to 22. And if I didn't have it figured out, I was like, man, oh, I have wow. no direction. I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Because we That's had a smaller so window. Yeah. Because I was like, I had to start building a family. Yeah. It's so different, right? That is. is uh, Well, you know, no, I was going to ask Nessa a mm-hmm. question, but I'm going to let her focus on school. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I was just curious, like, how, 
are are you thinking in that way? Really? So it's 22 for be, you. So that, that, that might be that's, our... That's nature nurture. Well, yeah. yeah. Now, let me be clear. <laughs> like, you need yeah. to figure well, this shit out. <laughs> I want to straighten things out because Nessa just said she feels like she's feel, uh, she's feeling pressure that she has to have things figured out. Now, let me be clear. Yeah. Okay, I have not pushed out on her. Oh. I think it's the, it's the way the school has made them feel. Well, not... Because they're like, you got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Planning, 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 future, mm-hmm. future, future. Well, I, I think I think it's for Nessa. I, 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 and I hear what you're saying, honey. I, I think it's a little different. I think because Nessa is so inquisitive. Like she talks to us. We have great conversations. Mm-hmm. She sees what we've done. Same with Jalen. You know, my son's 24 and he's achieved more oh, than I man. did before I was. Did I tell you he just got oh, promoted man. in the military? No, you didn't. He got promoted to drill sergeant in the military. What? Yeah, he's just constantly. And he renewed, right? He's yeah, he, staying he, he in. He enlisted. Um, and that's just he's in the reserves, what if, what and then that can't be public knowledge. Oh. <laughs> he's promoted, <laughs> um, and then like he's a uh, what do you call it? And then his career is going great, and it's like I think my kids feel pressure, not because we put it on them, but they ask, they see the like because he brings up my how what I did a lot. Really? Coming, coming oh, here you told at me. Eighteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he even wrote a paper about it, mm-hmm. um, and he let me read it. But he wrote a paper on me, and he actually uh, got valedictorian for that when he was going to a community college. I thought he read. Wait a minute! I thought he got valedictorian, and he read something he read about paper. you. I, think, I believe so. And yeah. he read that paper yeah. about you. And That's it was what it was. Yeah. Basically, how I came here, and I was sleeping on the floor. I had nothing, you know. And um, I wouldn't say I, I achieved a lot at this point. But then I wouldn't say I would. I had to work to get you know every inch. Yeah. And he sees that coming from nothing, and so he was like, "I'm gonna hit this early. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna waste time. I'm gonna work hard because I see how hard my my dad and my mom work." Because I point out to your mom has two degrees, son. You know she worked. She was she did that while she was a mother and a, a full time working a corporate job. You know mm. so. They see the grind, but we, we never forced the grind. This is, we busted our tails and you're going to bust your tails. Mm-hmm. We've never said that. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, fly by, yeah, hey man, you know, whatever makes you happy. Um, I, you know, and, and making them like feel good about their achievements. Um, never telling them, pushing them in one direction or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that they see how we are and they feel, I'd like to say inspired, mm. but maybe compelled yeah, yeah. to like, work just as hard which is good yeah because you have other kids who reel against it mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know they're like screw that i don't care how how hard it was for you i blah blah, blah you know mm-hmm. like think about a rich kid or deserve i was, I was getting yeah. ready to say or coming from like, a deserving you know not everyone's born rich but these parents build this life and i built this life for you and you, and you know and they don't appreciate what their parents went through to get it mm-hmm. and they're just they just see what they have now and roll with it right mm-hmm. um, <laughs> anyway that's my what i see in my kids the way that they talk and the way when they ask me questions, I yeah. think that they, they kind of see what Jennifer and I, you know, we come from, we came from lower middle class, you know, just above poverty, t- you know, income mm-hmm. families. Um, I think my parents like, you know, maybe got above, got to middle class a couple of times in my childhood mm. <laughs> or my, you know, yeah. in my oh, time. This is what it feels like. oh. uh, back down. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, if people don't know this, but in the seventies, when my dad was in the military when I was born, the military paid so little that we were on welfare. And when my dad was a full time, like he was in the military full time. Wow. You know? But they paid so little that we qualified for uh, welfare. We were on welfare. 
as my dad is like in the military. Right? Wow. That's just unheard of now. People in the military, they're paid. They're good. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, and yeah. Now, you know, there's going to be some people, oh, I can make more. I shouldn't be making more. Okay. But yeah. You don't, you don't know what it was like before. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when my dad used to tell me that, I was shocked because when, you know, when things got better, when yeah. they started taking care of the <clears throat> servicemen and everything, you know, we had housing and we had all those things. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, it wasn't like that, son. You know, and it's still it's still not like we're making a ton of money. Yeah. He's like, yeah. now, you know, everyone's ta- better, you know, they're better taken care of. But, oh, man. Anyway, seeing that is why I'm driven, and I think it's why my kids are driven. I, I don't want them to feel that way, but I'm also happy that they are. Because I, I don't know how I'd feel if my son was, like, living with me until he was, like, 25. Now, maybe if he was still in school and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? I'm I'm just... I'm just trying to just brace for whatever Bo's going to embark on. Yeah. Just that whole journey. Mm-hmm. And I do realize everything that we surround him around. Yeah. It shapes like what he is probably going to decide or not necessarily decide, but just how he thinks yeah, through yeah. situations. Uh-huh. I truly do believe like that's a nature and nurture type thing. Oh, so yes. I just expose Bo just to my environment and Angie does the same with Bo in her world, like mm-hmm. her creative world and me kind of like on the corporate. Yes. Cause I leave my it's door good, open. There's a good he balance. Can, he man. can hear meetings mm-hmm. and then he's downstairs and he's, you know, painting or mm-hmm. making sand ca- or creating little volcanoes, yes. science projects. Like yeah. we're Angie just does exposing such a great him. job. With oh all that, yeah. Man. Like he's I, to your, I love what you just said, like creative and corporate. Like that's, such yeah. a good balance, you yeah. Know? And, yep. and if you can get them together, that's that's wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a great. So we'll um, see, man. And that's the thing. Also, with the work from home thing now. These kids are going to have their parents at home, which I think is good. Um, from my childhood, I loved my childhood being a latchkey child. Um, mm. They call us the latchkey generation, Jennifer and I. <laughs> Because we were the blue collar generation. That's when mm-hmm. both, this was the generation after the boomers where both parents worked for the first time. They had to, to survive. Mm-hmm. So kids came home and we all had our key to our house tied around our neck. That's the latch key. Um, and so everyone was home by themselves. You had to learn how to cook for yourself. You had to learn how to take care of yourself. You mm-hmm. did your own laundry. So you like, there was an independence that came with that. Right. Um, which of course you can gain that with parents at home. They just have to make sure you're assigned things that you have to do things, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but like I, I, I know a lot of my growth came from that independence. Mm. So I wonder if would I have been different had both my parents been home all the time. Oh, right now that's going to be interesting right. to see because there's the the kids that are in this quarantine situation. That's mm-hmm. Generation Alpha. Yes. So that's Bose. Yeah. So yeah. that's the generation we need to look for. Yeah. I'm curious what they create come up. Well. It's it's good because I think parents need to be home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, when parents are home, you and I come from uh, not not bad backgrounds, but you know, it's harder lives. Oh, we, we, was we, didn't, it? Live, it was... we didn't have easy lives. Um, but we, you know, you wouldn't think that if you met us. Mm-mm. But uh, with both parents home, it comes down to two things: environment and energy. Yeah, right. We learned that with our kids when our energy was not in sync. Mm. Uh, our kids, I, I never thought I, I'd feel it or that my kids felt it. I was always like, as long as we put a smile on our face and talk to them a certain way yeah. and we keep what we're dealing with to ourselves, they won't ever be wise to it. Right? Oh. And they'll just be happy and just, you know, 
And then we learned when we were really struggling that it was affecting our children mm. um, very, very heavily. Mm-hmm. And so then it came, okay, let's fix it. So once we started fixing our energy and fixing each other and fixing ourselves and we, you know, we came, you know, and you remember we went through that and we came out so happy. I saw the energy in our children change too. And I was like, I'll be damned. It is the energy of the whole house. Oh, yeah. Whether you keep it from them or not, you they two, feed it. Y'all matter. Yeah. Oh, it's a bitch. They, they, they feel it between the two of you. It matters, so, man. Um, the energy between you and Angie is so great. You know, like I said, you're there and she's doing the creative stuff. And so I think if you could manage, balance the energy in the environment, mm-hmm. then it could be, you know, just great for growth, mm-hmm. right? Any mm-hmm. kind of growth, creative, creative growth, uh, spiritual growth, uh, mm-hmm. discipline. Because yeah. now you're there to discipline them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this generation turns out with so many parents being home. I know. Um, and, <clears throat> and just just all of it, how all of it turns out, you know? But, Thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, ideas coming. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't know, man. I'm really excited. I really yeah. want to see how it's going to turn out for Bo's generation. Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully I, we're in a better place too, man. I know. I, it's Just in general. <sighs> there's a lot of things. This could be good too because honestly – there's a lot of things with social media and stuff. And I keep going back to that, but I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it is toxic for a reason, and it, mm-hmm. but it's also good for things. So it's like, but I think it, it, with parents being more present to answer questions or to be um, mm-hmm. there to maybe not restrict, mm-hmm. but guide. Oh yeah. Kids through those things. Like Nessa has great conversations with us and I'm proud. Most of my kids, they're, they don't use social media really. Yeah. And they kind of, Jalen teases me for how much I'm like, I have to do it. I oh, have, you a, have, have to. a business. Yeah. But even me, I've pulled back. Mm. You know, I, I don't use it as much as I used to. I'm, I'm disengaged uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. I, I think that that's going to be good for the kids because mm-hmm. then it, I think there's a, there's a, there's this first generation. Um, Nessa, what's your generation? Z. Okay. Oh, that's a Z. I didn't mm-hmm. know you. She, I didn't know you were Z. Yeah. So Z, I think, was the introduction of social media, right? Uh huh. And parents not being home. Oh. So this is that generation that was either manipulated on one mm-hmm. end or the other, right? Through social media, or experienced the the, the vast cyberbullying, or the unrealistic expectations that were post put forth. And all the twisted stuff that can that can really twist you up mm. inside, as far as expectation, I think through the different, the various like toxicity of the different social media platforms, right? Mm. Um, I think Z is the one that's that's gonna like I'd like I want to see what happens there because there's With some, Z. you know, Alpha mm. might be come out come out of that better. Yeah. Yep, mm. and the parents are home. So you thinking we're he- we're headed to for as we get older. So Gen Z, we're we're heading to like this like utopia. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's not so much. I see. I hear what Nessa saying. It's not so much that the internet's being controlled because you're not controlling the internet, but I think people are policing things better. 
Like yeah. they they released these things and they ran wild. Yeah, and then they realized then they had to, they had to see what happened. So all this damage happened, capital riots and and you know suicides and just the the all the toxic things mm-hmm. that caused so much damage to so many people happened. And then they said, okay, we need to put safeguards in place. We need to put rails on these things. Yeah. I remember when I first got on the internet, there was like uh, gory things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you yeah. You could just go to whatever website. Now, yeah. if you put in an X-rated website, they're like, confirm your age, mm-hmm. click yeah. yes or no. Yep. They still ask for that? Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, sad. you can lie, mm-hmm. but, you know. But that's what, oh, t- well, you, and you can put all. safeguards in your home and everything. But to what Nessa and Jennifer are saying, it's like, it's just that we've learned a lot. And so yeah. there's there's a little more, they've put rails on things, yeah. which that the alpha generation will benefit from. Yeah. Right? Also, I think that social media will run its course. It'll always be around. But it's now not- there's par- parental controls mm. that, you know, you can put on. So they don't mm-hmm. search those kind of things. And when like, I say like utopia, I'm thinking like utopia from the way alpha generation's brain will be hardwired mm-hmm. by way of the protections and the advancements of Internet and what's mm-hmm. consumed in their brain and how their brain's being molded. Yeah. I think the wiring actually I know for a fact generation alpha is going to have a different type of wiring and the way they approach and think and act and respond. Mm hmm. To whatever. Well, you know like what I mean? I said, like, it's going to be, I think, a different hardware. It, it, it's yeah. good. We've never that, seen. It's good that you want restrictions. But like I said, don't restrict guide. Mm-hmm. Because you could, okay, there's a swimming pool, right? And these kids want to go swimming. But it says no swimming. Mm-hmm. Right? Without lifeguard. You put up a fence. And they jump in the pool. You put up a fence. They climb the fence, jump in the pool. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to teach them how to swim. Mm. Or they're going to drown. Right? Yeah. If you put restrictions, they're going to find a way around it just because yeah. they're curious. Yeah. You know? But I, if you guide, yeah, you know, and so, but, but I, I like the security measures. I think it's important. And I think that where social media will never go away, I think yeah. the toxic nature of social media is being is identified part. so much more heavily now that maybe Alpha will be like, I'm not getting sucked into that. I know how toxic it is. That's where I right? was going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't, you know, I'm no, I'm no fool. I'm no sucker. And you know, it's already happening with Jenna, with Janessa. She, she'll, she'll talk about things. She's like, I know better. You know, this is ridiculous. She's got a maturity that I'm mm-hmm. proud of. Um, you know, and I think it's already happening where almost as if, Oh, this isn't cool anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not cool to be, to, to like try so hard on social media, mm-hmm. just be yourself. And, you know, so I think it'll, it'll run its course. It'll never go away. It's yeah. just too valuable in what it provides. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, what it did in the last 10 years, like the, the, just the peaks that it hit, mm-hmm. but the damage that it caused. Oh yeah. I think that, um, it'll, it's kind of run it co- its course. It's coming to the end where pe- I think people are going to start turning against it. If they, they already are, mm-hmm. you've got people unplugging left and right. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then pe- then younger generation like Nessa who won't even get on it. They're just like, I don't even want it. I don't even want to deal with the BS there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited that that's, that's kind of becoming the mindset. Yeah. I think it's a great benefit because I think there's so many benefits to it. But like anything else, you got to use things the right way. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, you got to be careful what you consume. It's like when the television was invented. Um, they had to put all these associations and all these safeguards and all these things to protect what was being put on television because anyone could turn one on and watch it. Yeah. Right. So they're like, we got to be careful. And then it got it got a little ridiculous what they were blocking, you know. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, you knew you wanted to shield these people. But then, then you started to open it up 
and you were like, oh my God, these kids are going to get all warped and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And they didn't. They were just kind of like, okay, that's cool. You know, mm. and then things just kind of run their course, right? You, this is a weird, this is a weird analogy. But when I was a kid, right, uh, my dad caught us um, uh, smoking, right? We're trying a cigarette. Because he mm. smoked, so my sister tried, I tried. I've never tried a cigarette. Yeah, it, it, so I didn't like it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my sister wanted to try it, and then my dad found out because we actually dropped one and burned the carpet, right? Oh. And he's like, oh, you want to smoke? So he pulled a pack of, a carton of cigarettes out, and he said, go, smoke, have a cigarette. Here, have another one. And he just kept making us smoke cigarettes. And I got so sick, and I was throwing up. I've never smoked, never wanted to smoke, right? Oh. Same with um, beer, I was like eight years old, and my dad and my uncle were having a beer, and my mom's staring around. I'm like, what's that? He's like, you want one? And I was like, yeah. Cracks me a little beer, gives it to me. I drink it, and I just hit the ground. Oh, it's burning my chest. Uh, Never wanted to drink. I Jennifer met me, and I still really didn't. I was in my 20s. I was 22. Yeah. I still didn't want to drink beer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of like, she was drinking beer. I was like, okay, I'll have a beer. I was like, can't be a sissy anymore. Just, I need to man up. Yeah, and you babysit the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my dad learned yeah. that trick of overexposure. Oh, you're curious enough. And I asked my dad, why do you do those things? And he was like, if you're going to do it, you do it in front of me. Oh, wow. So you're not yeah. running around behind my back. Yeah, right? yeah. And he goes, and if I overindulge you, you're going you're gonna to hate it. Yeah. You think you want it. You think you want sugar every day till your stomach hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Thank you. There's there yours. goes my sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, y'all, we were all like, I think Nessa sneezed first, mm-hmm. Rad was second. Did you sneeze? I, I was pretending. It. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So we're so, just waiting on Jen to pop. So yeah, man. I, I, yeah. So I, I think that's, so I always remember that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I haven't had to do that to my kids. They pretty much like stop things on their own but mm. um i like that philosophy it's i mean it worked on us oh yeah, uh, yeah. let me clear. it worked on me mm. <laughs> you know some some of my yeah so nothing's guaranteed that's what i'm saying nothing's guaranteed man there's no method or yeah or, you know but but and i, I say i would say this generation yeah. of parenting where Angie and i are at we're yeah. more of what you said parents that are available to answer questions exactly like, we, exactly. We're not going to overexpose, but we're absolutely not not going to expose. But we'll be here for questions, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. if we don't have the answers, we'll get you know the resources or whoever yep. to answer those questions. For you, open Bo. dialogue. Just yeah. keep that environment the keep way you have it, it now, yeah. and, and keep that energy right, man. It, it's it's so crucial. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? It sucks because you you do the best you can as parents, and you can't guarantee you're always going to have this amazing synergy or this great energy between mm-hmm. the two of you all the time. Mm-hmm. But you got to work towards it. Um, faking it's not going to work. I asked my dad. I said, you know, I never saw you and mom argue or fight, and he goes, we just didn't do that in front of you, right? I know they did. You mm-hmm. feel the energy when they would walk out of the room, but I never saw them fight. And so um, I never wanted the kids to see us fight. So I tried hard for us never to argue in front of the kids. But sometimes things just, you just happen. You snap at each other. Blah, blah, blah. I saw my parents yeah. argue, yeah. fight. Really? Fight. So, yeah. so it's not, it's just not good. That That's energy. Yeah. Right? So Jennifer and I, we don't argue at all. I mean, three years, I, like it's like quick. We just anyway. Mm-hmm. We we got a lot of help, and we fixed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we're at a place where I'm just great, and I want to live the rest of our lives the where we are now. Yeah. And we so far so good. 
right? Mm-hmm. And well, we had a lot of things to fix. And there's space mm-hmm. for healthy conflict. Like absolutely, Angie and healthy I, healthy conflict. Yeah, we argue to this very day. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about how you go to get to resolution. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then your kids see that. Right? Yep. Oh, because, yeah. Because um, you got to watch Earthquake on Netflix. Have you ever watched? I think it? you've told me okay. this before. So he's talking about how because I've seen people do it, and yeah. everyone wants to blame their parents. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know. It sucks because you you do the best you can mm. where you are with what you have, right? And so you maybe you have to work all the time, but that's just to keep clothes on them and to keep food on the table. Mm-hmm. But then they hate you because you're never there. Well, so how am I going to be there if you need all these things? So you think you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but to them you're not, right? Mm. Uh, or you you fall on your face, you lose your job, whatever the case may be, right? You have you have you have a, a hard moment in front of your kids, and he said. These kids see you, they see your strife, and they see you in the worst moments of your life, and then they bring that up when they're adults and throw that shit in your face mm. and attack you with it. And he was like, you know what? Fuck these kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but he was trying to say uh, that like people need to stop blaming yeah. their parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, your yeah. Your parents do everything they can, and mm-hmm. they don't have all the answers and really look at them and ask yourself, what were they trying to do for you? Mm. Were their intentions noble? And maybe they didn't do it the right way, right? Um, it could be argued, um, my parents, I looked at my parents as, you know, my siblings sometimes feel my parents were absent, mm. right? They weren't there enough. But I saw it. My parents both had two jobs. I love that about my parents because they worked their tails off to give us whatever we wanted. Mm. So I saw that my parents were hardworking. They were driven to provide. Mm-hmm. And I was, I loved and I was inspired by my parents. And that's why I'm so driven and so hardworking, right? But everyone sees things differently. Yeah. You know, would never take like a hard moment that I saw my parents endure and then feel, you know, I just, I don't know. Yeah. You got, we got, that's the thing. People got to stop blaming other people, right? You know, whatever you, whatever you are, you know, it's a myriad of things. It's not just what happened at home. It's, it's how your friends interacted mm. with you. It's what happened in school. It's how the adults in your, in your, your other circles were. It's how you chose to react to things mm-hmm. and you can change it. Yeah. But you can't change it. If you anchor yourself to things that you believe altered you. Mm. Right. And maybe they did, but the only way they can stop being, you know, keeping you in that circle is for you to cut those chains mm. and choose to be different. Mm-hmm. You can rewire your brain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now it won't happen tomorrow. You'll have to start tomorrow, and you'll have to you have to do things for months, maybe a year, before your brain rewires. But it can be done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like reprogramming a computer or any software, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be some things that you're going to you know you're going to slip, right? But to think that your parents should have been perfect, uh, this is another thing he said. He was like, you know you. My kids and blah, blah, blah. They keep attacking me. Like, you should have been this. You should have been that. It's like, I would like to know the motherfucker that they are comparing me to. <laughs> Who is this mystical motherfucker that was going to be this amazing dad for them, uh, right? Yeah. That did all these things and did the perfect job of raising them. Yeah. I want to know who who the hell are you comparing me to? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Um, I don't We were talking about something and they... I've heard labels for every generation on how their parents, like how the, what their parenting style is, like the um, 
the baby boomers raised the latchkey kids. So we were kind of forgot about and mm-hmm. fend for mm-hmm. ourselves on our own while they were working. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then I looked it up, like, uh, what kind of a parent and, and also my generation, Gen X, we are more like helicopter parents because our parents weren't really involved with us. Mm. So now we're like, I'm not going to let my kids feel like that. So I'm going to be there and, mm. and, and help them through everything. What's your, what's millennials? Millennials. So it, on this explanation, it says that millennials are having fewer children. So they're less likely to feel the need to actually get married and have kids or they have less children. And because they were the children of helicopter parents, they're finding themselves to be naturally freer in the approach as compared to the older generations. So you may not feel like you need to be a helicopter wow. parent. So we you, just kind of let just, Johnny do what he wants. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Johnny, what are you doing we in believe the corner in, free in the expression. dark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh yeah. Well, because because the baby oh, yeah. boomer parents were not yeah. affectionate parents, man. Yeah. They're totally. There was different. a whole strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were actually. It's like, um, what more do you want? Commercials that you, um, they would do that, and oh. even um, uh, I'd seen some of those on TikTok recently. You know where what's they're heartbreaking? At them. Do you ever see um, Fences with with Denzel Washington? Uh huh. Do you remember that scene where he's talking to his son and his son's like, I just, and he's like, you know, what's your problem, we boy? And he's like, I just feel like you don't like me. And he's like, I ain't got to like you. He goes, I bust my ass, blah, blah, blah. I provide, I put the food in. Just, you know, you play sports. I do. He's like, he's like, and what in me doing all that shit makes me, it makes you believe that I have to like your ass. Like yeah. he was going off. Yeah. And he was like, he goes, he was, ba- and I, you know, he was a mean, ca- that's a mean character. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a mindset that was given to cer- a certain generation where it was like, my job is to provide. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to like you mm-hmm. <laughs> to the being a father is not affection and, you know, liking you and spending time with you. It's making sure you're taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, there's a detachment there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I was, I remember watching, I was like, damn, that's cold blooded. That's cold blooded. Like, that's some parents. Yeah. Jen, you know? um, what Jen? What generation are you? Gen X. Gen X. Yeah. So it's Gen X and millennial. Yeah, you know we're the same age. Then Gen Z. Yeah. Yes. You're Gen X. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're X. Because I know there's some folks that write the cusp between yep. generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, right on the line. Okay. It was actually it was actually Jennifer's sister who wasn't sure. She was right on that line, and then she found out she was a millennial, and she's like, "No, I'm not." And Jennifer's like, "Here it is. You were born in this year." And she was like, oh, "You are." I hate millennials. millennials. Oh. <laughs> she thought she was an Xer. She was like, "I hate millennials." It's happy holiday. Interesting reading about the parenting styles. So the Gen, the baby boomers that raised Rad and I. It wasn't um, that they didn't care about us. They were just, they were trying to create a life where our the children didn't have to worry about anything. So they work, work, work to provide, provide, provide. And yep. that left us kind of alone. So the reason why Gen Xers seem more like helicopter parents, because we want a work-life balance yep. rather than just work, work, work to provide, provide, provide. Yep. Because and y'all now, already... Yeah. Y'all experienced the brunt of that yeah. right. type of life structure. Mm-hmm. You're like, nah, 
And now millennials are, um, we're going to just travel and never have kids. Yeah, so we're we're just We're free. We're not going to have kids. We're not going to bring a child into this world. We're going to do the van life. Mm. We're going to do fire and retire early. We can't do that if we have five kids. And I'm just just digging it. So I'll be interested. (laughs) I feel like I'm a mix. Yeah. I'm a, my just whole aura i feel like i bounce between gen x and millennial mm-hmm. i you know certain- we get along so well because i i felt like you were wired like i was mm-hmm. now this is just you know and we're not ignorant guys we're not like uh, oh you're in that generation so you're this way you know yeah, yeah. we're just using it as a as a vehicle to it's kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah and i'm yeah. sorry jen you're gonna say something i don't remember you oh. said you <laughs> said and then we were we're gonna wait oh, and see i was wondering uh, i was kind of thinking like what Janessa's generation, the Alpha Z. So she's Z. Alpha, oh. Beta, <laughs> Gamma. Alpha. So Gen, Gen, how will Gen Z label your generation, the millennials, mm. as parents? Because you know, then the next generation always puts down the previous yep, one exactly. and vice versa. Exactly. So I'm wondering how they'll criticize you as parents yep. raising mm. them. Yeah, each generation tries to correct well. what they viewed, and it's exactly what I was saying about where the earthquake was saying. You're looking at, you, you you criticize what you viewed as a bad upbringing or what was done wrong, and you mm-hmm. will do better. You know, how often do you really look at the ways you were raised and say, "These are great things. I'm going to do the same thing." Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I did that. My parents were straight up boomer parents, but I looked at the things they did, and I saw a, I saw a great benefit there. Mm-hmm. I saw way to inspire my kids by working hard i saw uh, but i did specific there's specific things i did that my parents didn't do that i was like but i will fill these gaps Uh whatever gaps i saw Mm -hmm. but i'm going to take all the strengths there were so many strengths in the way in my parents that i i'd be remiss if i was like oh i'm not going to do anything like my parents like that's just that's just hating just to just to hate like i that's ridiculous i loved my parents and i loved a lot of things they did and i tried to do all those things and more Mm. what generation was your mom justin Was she a boomer? She I feel like boomer. boomer is like a sixties, right? My mom's mid sixties. Yeah, so she's probably she's boomer. a listen. Boomer. Boomers a compliment because it, the they boomed. Yeah, but they because came of and the they okay succeeded. boomer. I always feel like I'm putting well, that's, someone down. That's the yeah. Zoomers yeah. hating on that generation. Who's the yeah. Zoomers? Vanessa Z. Z. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the iPad babies is is generation alpha. <laughs> have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the oh. Have you seen the videos of the iPad babies where they're just like, <laughs> and they're just on the iPad the whole time? Yeah, they're called iPad babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm saying, like we 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 learn oh. we learn the, of the toxicity and the negative effects, and then we try Interesante. to grow. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, boomers. So boomers um, are the richest generation. You know, mm-hmm. um, they have the most money, and they, that's what they were saying that. Millennials are about to. This is the last thing we'll, we'll you need say. Need to give that shit to someone. Well, that, that's what's <laughs> happening. So, so X is screwed, right? Because they're saying that the boomers, all that money is about to transfer to the millennials. 
So all the money that the boomers, which is 60% of the wealth, something crazy like that, right? Because the boomers were that generation, and they boom. And when you say transfer, right? meaning that they transfer they're going to they're they're retire? Gonna pass. Oh, pass, right. pass away. And oh. that money's going to all transfer to millennials, oh. right? And I was like, well, what do you mean millennials? What happens to X? <laughs> so, nothing. We forgot nothing. about again. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not leaving it to their kids. They're leaving it to their grandchildren, right? Who are their, their millennials. Which, in right? the case point, we have... Mm-hmm. A friend, yeah, absolutely, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a what it is, example. and it makes sense because Generation X was like, I made it on my own, like you know, here, give it to my kids, right? So even, even grandparenting is different. Like mm-hmm. Justin, when you were growing up, did you go to your grandparents' house? Did they come visit you? No, my grandma never really gave us presents. Didn't really show up for anything. She mm-hmm. barely even left the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were over there. She would always be in her back room smoking her Paul Malls, <laughs> and Jason and I would be up front. Like, that's the babysitting situation. And oh. if we were hungry, mm-hmm. we would go tell grandma, or we would fix something uh, in the fridge and mm-hmm. go go sit in front of the TV. Then we would go outside, roam, wherever. Mm-hmm. Like, she could be... she. We could not see her. Like, there would be points where we would get dropped off and we wouldn't see her at all. She's going to take a boomer. <laughs> no, at my, all. My, yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a boomer grandma. Oh, yeah. My grandmother, she was very nurturing. She, We were attached. We were mm. attached. Like, we slept in the bed. I slept with my grandmother. I stay, I slept in bed with my grandmother um, as, a, as a toddler um, and through, you know, uh, kindergarten. We were just attached. I was her little boy. You know, mm. what I mean? we took naps together. She waited on me hand and foot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was that generation, that kind of grandmother was. That's what Jennifer's point she's trying to make. The grandparents of that generation now, the generation is, is what your grandmother was. They're saying that they're detached. They don't feel, you know, they don't. They're not as involved with their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You know, it just changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder why. I don't know. I that I, I did read something, but that's a whole nother like episode we could probably talk about. I'm going to go on a deep dive. Yeah, we should. Um, hey, man. So Just on my own. We had, a, we had another wow. subject we were going to talk about, but um, I think, you know, like everything else, this took a, direct, a different direction, I but it was, it was fun. So yeah. the cherry on top good. audience yeah. is we are all getting older and wiser. Yeah, absolutely. And wiser in areas of saying mm-hmm. we don't have to be wise. That's yeah. wisdom in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, dude, look, do the best. It's yeah. like, I'll, I'll give you a couple quotes. All right, Les Brown. Les Brown says, do the best, but, um, do what you can where you are with what you have. Yeah. Right? And I love that. Okay. Don't feel like you have to overextend yourself and everything, but, but you have to make efforts, right? You can't just be dismissive and, and just be like, well, because I put food on the table, you should just be grateful. Well, yeah, gratitude is one thing, but you know, th- there's, there's more that's necessary. There's more nurture mm-hmm. that's necessary to be a parent, right? Um, on top of that, you know, we need to be very careful of what we're blaming our parents for. You, know, you got to let that stuff go. The second quote I'm going to say is, um, take, is from Bruce Lee, and I use it on, in every aspect of my life. Take what is useful, eliminate what is useless, and make it essentially your own. Right? Mm. So really take a deep dive. Take a look at the way the things you appreciated. Like if you look at your strengths and you see strengths that were gained through the way the different, um, different things that were done to you or how you were raised or things you learned coming up, and those, that's of benefit to you, and you feel like that can be imparted on your kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, take that because that made you stronger, right? Um, on the flip side, you know, if you if there's things if there's holes that you feel should be f- um, 
filled, mm-hmm. then look into that, right? Mm. But really look around and see what you feel would be the best way. Sometimes we overdo it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, or we pu- we overcorrect and we push too hard one way or the other. Balance is hard. Yeah, balance is damn near impossible. Yeah, right. But do the best you can, and have the best intentions. Yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> but just seek guidance from wherever you can get it. You know, read the right things. And, and, you know, my right things might be different from yours. That's what's scary, right? I always say be careful what you consume. Mm-hmm. But opinions vary, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just really keep an eye on your kids, man, and, and, and keep an eye on yourself. I'll, I'll end with this. My, my last piece, and I'm going to let you go ahead and to, how, you know, how you want to sum this episode up. Take care of yourself. I've said this mm. over, and I said this to my students recently, and one of them posted it, and I said, how are you going to give love to someone else or expect someone else to love you? You don't love yourself. Mm. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Then you can, then you're capable of love to really spread that love to someone else. Right. Mm. But if you're dealing with a lot of, you know, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, a personal trainer I worked with a long time ago said this when people were like, well, I just can't possibly take care of myself. I have four kids. Mm. And I blah blah blah, and he's like, "You ever you ever fly? Yeah. Okay. What are the instructions when the mask drop? Secure your mask before mm. you put the mask on your child. Mm-hmm. Because if you pass out, then no one's going to put the mask on your child. Mm. Right. So take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Right. Yeah. All right. What you got? Oh man, I, I think you did it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think if I mean if I were to add something, it probably be, I love this quote by Albert Einstein: "In the midst of difficulty lies opportunity." Yes. And if there's anything I anything that I've learned after being on this earth for 36 years, mm-hmm. this may sound crazy, but it's always it's it's good that I've been afflicted. In certain uh-huh. areas of my yes. life, because well, because you had the strength to grow from it. You grow through mm-hmm. pain and through pressure. Yeah. You go through staying in the seat, continuing to be in that marriage, mm-hmm. continuing to wake up to be a father, continuing to wake up to, you know, go to that therapy session, mm-hmm. continuing to wake up to rebuild that relationship mm-hmm. with that mother and that father. It has been so good for me that I've been afflicted because it shapes my character. It builds perseverance. It in, increases my endurance and my belief in, in God. Mm-hmm. Like that's that, that's what it is for me right that's now. At the age of thirty six, yeah. that's what it is for me. In yeah. the midst of difficulty, there's opportunity, y'all. Grown man stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh I can yeah, it, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right, man. Well, happy belated birthday again. Thank you. And uh, listeners, again, we, we apologize for skipping last week. Um, we are gonna, you know, we we're consistent as we can be. Yeah. Okay. So just you know, stay. <laughs> stay rub the table. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stay notified. I feel like I'm a DJ. Like, <laughs> it's because I'm trying to get my hand near the button. That's a picture right there. <laughs> I didn't know I was Happy sitting here looking holidays. all stupid. <laughs> like, uh, you were looking at it. Like, <laughs> I was all like this. You're like, I oh think my god! Every time he makes a noise on the table, it like. It just oh, it catches your crawls. attention. Oh, oh. oh that's it's not like, what I thought you were feeling. I thought it was. 
Hey, that's husbands getting yeah. the wrong message. See, man, <laughs> we do. I just bragged oh, about I'm thinking how, like, oh, I just bragged about how great our communication is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally misread that. No, I'm it's, like, it's great communication because they told you. That's yeah. true. <laughs> hey, there we go. Feedback. Right. <laughs> and with that, guys, um, you didn't ask for it, but you got it. And as the old saying goes, bye. bye.